And in three, two, one. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. This is a paid advertisement for butt cream. No, I'm just kidding. What's going on, everybody? It's Evan Money. It's Primes. What it do, baby? So, welcome back to another wonderful podcast. Um, folks, I'm not even going to apologize for the energy on the last podcast because your boy was tired. <laughs> I had just got done working. I was so tired that Primes was doing enough sleeping for the both of us. <laughs> Because that's what happened, right? You were asleep, right? I yeah, tried, yeah, yeah. I was asleep during the last podcast. I uh, what time did you get off work? Four, five. Six? I got off at six. I told oh, you I'd call shit. you at seven or eight o'clock. I stayed up till eight o'clock for this motherfucker, and he didn't even get up. Hey, listen, I was just you know I get my beauty sleep. <laughs> I'm look. Hey, I'm looking at him right now. It worked. It, it worked. It worked. I gotta say, it worked. I definitely missed you though. It's, it's been fun. It's uh, it's been it's been nice. You know, we definitely uh, it's, it's nice to get back on the podcast again. And uh, you know, we're just chilling, man, living it up, and trying to make the most of it. You know, living it up, man, living it up. No, um. So anyway, folks, uh, yeah, we got a couple things that we want to talk about. Um, obviously, the NFL draft just happened. There was some big news coming out of the NFL today that just popped up. Um, I don't know if you saw it. Tyron Matthew. Um, there's some even bigger news than that. What happened? What happened? Okay, so obviously, so what he just talked about, so Tyron Matthew just got signed by the Saints. Um, thank God he didn't go to the Raiders or, you know, to the Chargers or, you know, to a, a rival, basically, for the Chiefs. Um, I think that was a good way for him to, like, save face with Chiefs fans. Um, no, bigger news out of the NFL today, DeAndre Hopkins yes. is actually suspended... Yep, for PED usage. Yep, I, I did see that actually. Um, thought that was kind of like I so I seen it on Sports Center, of course, you know, on, on my news feed, but kind of looked into it a little bit. Apparently, <laughs> a lot of fans are obviously upset, but they were they were wondering that's the reason why Hollywood Brown got traded to Arizona because um, they apparently this was something that was in the making. So that's kind of, I guess, like I said, why they picked up Hollywood Brown in the draft. So, because I was wondering, I was like, man, why did they, why did the Ravens trade their number one guy, their number one receiver? And it makes sense now because if that was what was inevitably going to happen, it makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I think it's one of those weird things that, um, especially in sports, um, you being like a baseball person, I think um, you would agree with this yeah. is that. The second that any kind of like PED gets brought up, yep. uh, then like their greatness gets questioned. Yep. No, one hundred percent. I mean, look at like the the steroid era. You know, um, great but, era for yeah, baseball. It, it honestly, was, it, it was an amazing. It was era. Very entertaining. Sammy Sosa, Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire. I mean, you name it. Um, I think, <laughs> I think more than fifty percent of people in that league were you know on some kind of uh, juice or whatnot. But you know, I think with. <sighs> So here, here's kind of my opinion on that. Okay, so when it comes to football, one of the most contact sports on the planet, I think, you know, they they have these enhancement drugs, which I'm not, I don't really support enhancement drugs when I say this, so hear me out, but I think when it comes to a contact sport and you have these medicines that, that enhance, you know, uh, recovery faster, I mean, let's face it, dude, you're beating the shit out of your body for 17 weeks, you know, of the year. Um, I mean... And that doesn't count off-season training, right? Off-season training, uh, OTAs, and all that stuff that you have to do. Yes. So 17, 17 games of physical competition at minimum. Yeah, and 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 one of the things that kind of goes, you know, brings something to my brain is is look at WWE back in the day. Every, I guarantee you, everyone was on steroids, HGH or some cor- uh, some sort. I mean, but look what they're doing to their bodies every night, three hundred and what twenty days a year. Yeah. They're on the road. You know, just being on the road by this, but you know, alone tears up your body, you know, not getting enough sleep, all that good stuff. So, I mean, I'm not, I don't support, you know, like steroids or HGH or anything in that caliber. I'm just saying that if you need it, uh, or if there is like some actual good facts or nutrition on it that actually enhances your body, not, you know, destroys it, then I'm, I'm okay with that. Especially, like I said, when you're putting your body through hell, it's easier for somebody like us to say, or somebody, you know, in the media to say, oh, well, you know, you're going to get suspended for six games, but we're not in the shape that they are, you know? Well, and I, I think even um, athletes on, like, a lower level, like we have talked about before, 
Um, I mean, we obviously didn't reach like, uh, you know, pro status or even get to the status of being in like what a college regimen would be for very long. Um, and, and I think you see now, like even now, like yeah. I have aches and pains from yep. old injuries. Yep. Um, I, it's hard for me to do some things because of some of the things that have happened to my body yep. due to playing sports yep. for so long. Yep. Um, and you know, I look at a guy like Anderson Silva, you know, who, who snapped his leg in half and he tested dirty for, you know, PEDs. Uh, I, I think it was PEDs. It might've been HGH. I'm not sure. Um, but you know, like it's like, yeah, of course the dude was taking steroids. Yeah, he, he, had to. Yeah, he had to snap, he had to build back up. You know, it's not like he was up just yeah. walking around. Right. He fucking literally snapped his leg off. If it wasn't for the skin, his, his ankle would have been across the ring. Yeah. Um, and I, and I think that's, that's one of those things of that. I think on the outside, we look at athletes and hold athletes to such a high regard. Yeah. Um, and not really necessarily fair to the athletes. Yep. I think Charles Barkley said it best is like, I'm not a role model. And it's true. They're really yep. not necessarily role models. Um, if that's the role you want to take on, yeah. um, you know, DeAndre Hopkins has never come out and, and said, I, I want kids to look up to me. Yeah. Um, I'm out here trying to set an example. Um, and if he has, it's, it's nothing I've ever heard. It's not something that like, you don't see him on the play 60 yeah. uh, things for kids go outside for 60 minutes. Like, it had this been like J.J. Watt or somebody that right. had been working with kids or something like that. Then it would have been a different Then story. there might have been something where it's like, well, what now what are you trying to teach the kids? Yeah. Um, Hopkins it, is as, re, as great as he's been yeah. throughout his entire career. He's been relatively quiet as far as like his, you know, his, his life outside of football. Um, and he's really been kind of quietly one of the best receivers since he's come into the game. And I think a lot of the people that, you know, are, are having these issues with D-Hop is the fact that he's having issues staying on the field. You know, I feel like, you know, he was, he's been battling through injuries with the last two seasons, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, listen, anything to do with kind of like, if it's like a severe injury or, you know, ACL tears or something that actually does massive damage to your body that takes forever to heal and, you know, it's very, like I said, very hard on your body. I don't, I don't see a problem with using, you know, steroids or something. I mean, we use steroids when we fucking take medicine anyways for, you know, like pneumonia and shit like that. It's just a different kind of steroid, Yeah. you know? So, I mean, that could be, and like I said, I'm no doctor, so I don't know anything about that, but I'm just saying like when, when people go to the doctors and get this, you know, steroids prescribed, you know, for, for any kind of like colds or, you know, ear infections, something like that. It, it it's a steroid that you know it, it puts your body into overdrive so you can heal faster or get over your sickness so i feel like you know with the i mean i, I don't know man it, you know what i mean it's kind of it's one a of those, it's a slippery slope you're is, going down it is because you know you could you could lead um steroids into you know roid rage like what happened to crispin wall it, it's just i feel like if you're using it for healing purposes only and not using it to abuse it or um, kind of get over on your opponents or to be better than other, you know, ever, other, everybody else type of thing, then I think it's okay if you're, like I said, if you're using it strictly for healing or, you know, stuff like that. But if you're just abusing it just as a drug, then yeah, of course not. I don't, I don't support that. But like I said, I mean, everybody uses steroids in their life for any kind of sicknesses as it is. So I don't really, it's understand. just not in the traditional sense yeah, of what steroids exactly, is. Exactly. And I, I want to say this uh, point blank right now. Um, we're, we're actually recording at Primes' house right now, and I'm looking outside at, like, these people, and they're, they're killing me, okay? I don't know what's going on, but there's, like, <laughs> 50 shades of, of family here. Um, no, and I, I also want to point out that, like, again, like, with the baseball thing, um, I, honestly, as much of a fan of, of watching baseball as, as I am, mm-hmm. baseball needs steroids. Yeah. It does. It does. It does. <laughs> like it sounds. It sounds like a dick thing to say, but yeah. like there was nothing. If you weren't alive or paying attention to baseball when Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa were going head to head for the home run, you know, it was it one was, of the greatest times oh, in baseball history. Absolutely, it was. It was so exciting and yeah. fun to watch. The only person that comes close that even looks like they're on steroids is uh, Aaron Jones or Aaron Judge. Is that his name Aaron Judge? Yeah, yeah Aaron Judge. Judge. Judge, not Jones. Excuse me. But I, I think the problem with it is, is that the second that you say somebody's using steroids, you, you assume, right? Majority of people assume yeah. that they have no skill whatsoever. Yeah. Like everything he's got is because of steroids. Yeah. Like, okay, look, 
They managed to leave before do, it starts. Do I condone like using steroids? Like the the whole baseball needs steroids thing is obviously a joke, yeah. people. Um, but like, do I can like obviously Barry Bonds had a big blow up of his his body, but it wasn't like Barry Bonds was a fucking scrub, right? Like the dude was still hitting homers. Yeah. He was he still made it to the majors. Yeah, even before the even before the steroids. So yeah, I yeah. mean. It makes total sense. I mean, yeah, if you were using steroids to get to the league, then yeah, you'd you'd get you'd I was, get banned. I was talking uh with uh my buddy at work, Trevor. Shout out to Trevor. Um he uh he's a frequent listener, so appreciate Sweet. that. Hey, thanks, Trevor. Um But uh, you know, we were talking about kind of like the progression of like uh and this is gonna kinda segue into the next little part here. Talking about like how, how guys get drafted. Mm-hmm. Um he's a big NHL guy. Um, you know, shout out to the Kraken. Uh, you know, that's for Trevor. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, we were talking about like how, um, you know, like the, the NBA has like a developmental team, Yep. you know, uh, baseball has, you know, farm teams. Yeah. Um, the NHL has development teams. The NFL is really the only team yep. that are the real, the only league that doesn't have like a designated development team. So it, it's understandable why guys will do anything to stay in the league yep. or do anything to get into the league. No, it, it definitely makes sense too because, like, like I mean, what you just said was was one hundred percent correct. I mean, I think with the, you know, with with the Rock doing his thing with XFL, and I think what is it, the United States Florida League or something or whatever it is, like the one of these Arena Football League or something. I don't know. Um, there's so many random. I know that's there's just so many random leagues now, but there hasn't been one that's been established. You know. Yeah. Uh, well, and I don't. I think the I think the NFL is like missing like a big chunk of like revenue that they could be gaining yeah. from having this. Yes. Um and I think, you know, with the rock, I, I guarantee you the XFL at some point is going to be the minor leagues of the NFL. Do you smell what the rock is cooking? <laughs> right. Um shout outs to the rock. Uh love your shoes. Uh don't not a big fan of your tequila, but that's because Is it not that good? Is it um, not good? No, I mean it's good. Um I just forget what it it's like cuz I black out. <laughs> right. Um Anyway, so yeah, so so the draft. Um, now, again, folks, like I said last week, um, Primes, I don't know if you listened to the episode last week, I talked mm-hmm. about what all the teams had done in, yep. uh, free agency-wise yep. um, and kind of what I thought they needed to do moving forward. Sure. Um, again, it was something I had to think of on the fly after you didn't pick up. So, <laughs> um, no, so this is, this is me being totally um, unbiased. Um, as you guys know, I am a Chiefs fan. Primes is a Chargers fan. Um, we have, you know, my sister, uh, you know, Primes' aunt is a Raiders fan. Um, and we know some Broncos fans that we're very good friends with as well. Um, none of that really comes into play um, for how I feel about the draft. Because from top to bottom, and you and I talked about this over the phone, um, because everybody else in the AFC West gave up so much to go get Devonte Adams and Khalil Mack, yeah, spent all their money up front. Yeah, on these guys. and Khalil to go Mack, get yeah. you know Russell Wilson. The Chiefs were the only ones that were like, "Yeah, we could miss on a couple of picks, and we're going to be fine." Yeah. Now, with that being said, um, I think the Chiefs had one of the best drafts. They picked up a guy um, in Trent McDuffie, who's a solid fight. Like, he's going to be a solid starter day one. Like just looking at like what they have right now, he was what position he playing? He's a corner. Corner, yeah. Um, that was the first pick, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And then you know with George Karloftis, Sky and Moore. Sky Moore, yeah. and uh, Leo uh, Chanel Ch- Channel, I think Channel, so, yeah. Um, and even with Brian Cook, like just top to bottom, the Chiefs hit on almost every pick. Yeah. The first, I, I was telling people after day after uh, day one or day two, I was like, uh, if you look at our first four picks, because that's when I had started talking about mm-hmm. it, it was before the third round. I said, if you look at our first four picks, we fucking picked up guys that are for sure starting easily. Um, moving down, like realistically, the only one that's like kind of a, a weird one and that it's all the way in the seventh round of a guy who I don't think is going to be any benefit to us whatsoever. Um, you know, looking at like where I think other teams did very, very well um, is looking at the Detroit lions, you know, picking up Aiden Hudson, uh, Jamison Williams. That's, those are game changers right there. Um, I know, uh, 
Jameson's probably not excited about having Jared Goff throw to him. Um, but, <laughs> but Goff, Jared Goff, he is he's 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 a serviceable quarterback. Yeah, he's a serviceable quarterback. Um, which is he's in the he's in the better half of the league, I should say. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, kind of going into you know um, to give you know Primes' team a, a, a shout here as well. Um, you know, I like that you guys uh, got you know Zion Johnson in the first round. I thought that was a good pickup. It was definitely needed. I think he's a very solid pickup. And, and I kind of want to touch on Zion real quick. Uh, Boston College, man, he tore it up. Uh, watching highlights of him and stuff. And, and I've been watching him for a while just because he's been on a lot of the Chargers fans' mock drafts. Um, so I was just like, you know, who's the Zion guy? So I looked into him. Uh, super solid. He kind of reminds me of a like a Creed Humphrey or uh, what's yeah Creed Humphrey. Is that what his name is? Are you talking about our center? Yeah, for the center. Yeah, yeah. He kind of reminds me, <clears throat> big body dude. Uh, I think he allowed three sacks in three seasons or something like that, um, which I think is phenomenal. One a season. I mean, yeah. obviously, you're always going to have that kind of slip up, which is perfectly understandable for anybody. Uh, but for like three sacks in three seasons, I mean, that's ridiculous. Um, I think him ha- having him on the line is definitely going to help uh, Herbert, especially on the left side, you know. Yeah. Uh, the weaker side, I think, is going to be really nice. I, I know that we picked up a, de- a couple of different guys that we needed. I know we picked up a safety. Um, <clears throat> I know we picked up a good running back, which is going to be nice. Uh, picked him up from uh, Texas. So I want to talk about the running back situation. Yeah. Because you and I have talked about in depth how, as much as I like Austin Eckler as mm. a running back, he's not an every-down guy. Right. Um, and in this league today, you need a committee. Yep. Um, or else you're going to end up with like the Titans are with Derrick Henry, where the second he goes down, it, it's yeah, like, you're screwed. what do yeah. I do with my hands? Yeah. Um, and I think that Spiller is is a good complimentary piece. Um, and the only the only real issue that I have is like like you guys didn't grab a receiver, um, which we had talked about is like you know the injuries. Like Herbert's got the talent. You guys did what you needed to do on defense, but like. Can we get people to stay on the field for Herbert? Right. Um, no, and I definitely agree. I think – so I know we have Guyton. Um, I know we have uh, – who's that other backup guy? I can't think. Um, I know we got some young guys that are going to be led by, you know, uh, Williams and, and and Allen. But the problem, like you said, is – You almost is, combined it as first and last yeah, name. Keenan. 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 But, no, I think, you know, most importantly, I think, you know, having this young offense uh, besides the two, you know, vet – wide receivers is definitely going to help. I mean, having Herbert back there, having a, a, a pretty much a brand new offensive line, um, I think it's definitely going to help him for sure not get sacked as much because we had like one of the worst offensive lines in the league, hands down, wasn't even close. Um, so I think that's going to help. I definitely wasn't as bad as the Bengals offensive line, <laughs> if you know what I mean. But no, I think having a bunch of these new guys, I, I definitely know that we needed an offensive line and a defensive line. No, absolutely. Also, I, I didn't like that you guys didn't go after a tight end. Um, not just in the draft, but also in free agency. Yeah. You didn't go after a tight end. Um, I, I think, and I think that's where, again, I, I don't understand the concept of when you see a team like, uh, like Kansas city, like Cincinnati, who I want to give a shout out to Cincinnati real quick for picking up Dax Hill. Yes. Um, dude's a fucking stud and yep. they didn't even need him. Yeah. Dude can play corner safety whatever, um, and didn't even need them. Um, I think one of the big things is uh, kind of looking at, like, the landscape of the NFL is that the Chiefs showed that, man, you really, if you do your homework, you really can draft very well. Um, I mean, even late on in, like, later on in the rounds, like, we got, uh, you know, a, a, a guy who played tackle, all throughout college, right tackle, and mm-hmm. they they listed him as a guard, which is the you know okay, yep. but you know that that's going to do something to sure up our already dominating offensive line. Um, so I think trading away so many picks for guys that are at the last leg of their career, um, obviously grabbing a guy like Devontae Adams is a is a huge upgrade. That's he can elevate your team. You'd yeah. be dumb to do that. Um, I don't like. The Broncos giving up so much for Russell. No, I think um, I think the Broncos <clears throat> got the better half on that. Uh, as far or I think what Seattle got the better half on that because uh, what they do trade like every first round they had or something. Yeah, they pretty. I mean, they pretty much got you know they got stacked with picks. So um, my question is 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 why did Green Bay go after the guys that did and not pick up a wide receiver? 
So I think that's always like one thing that's like kind of not surprising um, is that like everybody's like, oh, hey, why didn't, you know, so-and-so get, you know, this or this. I have no idea what the hell Green Bay's doing. Yeah. Um, I want to I wanna also real quick shout out to uh, Seattle again. Uh, Kenneth Walker, the running back that they got. Stud. First off, they ran up that offensive line. Um, like they, they're starting to get it shored up. Um, and with everything that, like draft capital-wise, they could be drafting very well for the next couple of years. Um, I want to say one thing about the Chargers real quick, kind of backtracking. Dude, my fullback that I picked up from Purdue is a monster. Okay, well, he's a fullback, so... <laughs> That's all I'm saying. He's just a he's a fullback, bro. He is a beast. He's a fullback. I, I think you know. Um, I, I want to say one or two things real quick. See, I, I'm unbiased. That was totally a biased comment. A fullback. <laughs> My fullback. Nobody. He's not even to see the field half the time. <laughs> hey, but uh, you know that that fourth and one that we always go for. I think he'll be nice. Um, no, I think I think the draft as a whole was was pretty good. I mean. Definitely could have been a little bit better. I, I don't personally know why they brought all these like guys in, celebrities, to kind of do the picks. I think it kind of ruined it or kind of like burned some airtime, in my opinion. I don't. It's, I felt like it was too slow. For one, two. I think you know overall. I think uh, you know, like I said, the Chiefs had one of the better one of the better drafts this year. I think I would rate mine probably a B plus, B minus, somewhere in there. Um, I, I would say a B for sure. I think we could have done a little bit better, but I think you know for the most part for for the money that we had and you know the picks that we got from trading and and from the off season and whatnot, I think we did pretty pretty fair. You know, like I said, could have been a little bit better, but you know I'm I'm happy. I'm glad we got a couple big guy, big bodies for the front line and uh, some a, a bunch of defensive players. You know, I think stacking that defense to be one of the best in the league. I think this year we'll probably have a top five defense. Non-biased comment, by the way. I think just just from the guys that we have, you know, on the front line and all this young talent, man, all this speed we got. I think, I think we'll be up there. Hopefully, you well, know. like I and I keep saying, health wise, yeah. If your defense is healthy, yeah. absolutely, yeah. I fully agree with that. Yeah. I want to let you know that Mel Kiper gave you guys a B minus. Really? So right, yeah, right so around the, right around what right, you thought. Yeah. Um, the problem I have with like Mel Kiper's like grades. Mm. Um, is that like when he was like grading the Chiefs, he's like, what did they do to replace Tyreek Hill? Right. Here's the issue I have with that, okay? If you're looking at a team like Green Bay, you're looking at a team like Kansas City, you know, you're looking at these teams that gave up like star players mm-hmm. for draft capital mm-hmm. or even for, you know, for whatever they wanted to. It's like <laughs> you can't even say who won the trade until right. you see what the draft picks right. do. Did you, did you guys end up losing Pringle? Or yeah, he, I, I seen him getting some trouble. Yeah, Pringle got in trouble. Um, Do we know any update on that or anything? Or no, I just know him and the Alvin Kamara thing is uh, slowly developing, and it's finally going to court. Was it the same thing? Was it? Yeah, he's be. Uh, no, 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 no. Oh, Pringle, okay. Pringles was. Uh, sorry, different chief actually was there. Um, I was gonna say Chris Lemons. Was... Chris Lemons. If you don't know who that is, don't worry because. Who gives a shit? Because yeah. he doesn't play. Yeah. Um, he was at the Alvin Kamara thing. Byron Pringle. Sorry, folks. I was scrolling trying to find the <laughs> worst grade that Mel Kiper gave somebody. Uh, Byron Pringle actually was doing donuts with his kid in the car on a suspended license <laughs> um, down in Florida. So, yeah, he kind of screwed himself. Um, I'm glad he did it after he left, right. though. Um, no, uh, folks, according to Mel Kiper, though, uh, the uh, – the Patriots had uh, his lowest grade. Yeah, uh, I think the Patriots kind of dropped the ball. Uh, the Patriots yeah. and the Cowboys both yes. finished with the lowest grade. He gave the best grade to uh, – hold on, let me scroll back up. If you guys can hear me tapping on the microphone, it's because the microphone's my phone. Um, Baltimore, the Jets, both received A's Dude, from Mel Kuyper. The Jets and the Jaguars are cleaning house this year. Okay, so – I don't like what the I don't like what the Jags did paying Christian Kirk fucking 114 million or whatever 140 yeah. million. Why are you paying a number 2 receiver that much money? Yeah. Um the Jets though, I really liked their draft. First off, I'm a big Zach Wilson like supporter. I, am. I think the kid can actually play. 
I don't think he's overhyped like Sam Darnold was. Um, but I think Sam Darnold was not. He wasn't a bad player. I think you put him on a def or on a defense. Put him on a a decent offense, and I think he would have done well. But well, so I think one of the things that like. Um, again, uh, shout out to Trevor. Trevor, we got to have you on here at one of these points, man. Um, he lives close, so it'll be easy. Yeah, Trevor, um, get on here, buddy. So, uh, one of the things that we were talking about is that you don't see generational quarterbacks come along very often. I think the problem that you see with like the draft, especially, is that guys like um, guys that can just get picked up and go anywhere mm-hmm. and be, you know, Hall of Fame talent. It doesn't happen very often. Last guy to do it. Honestly, that that you could tell, no matter where he would have gone, would have succeeded like that, is Andrew Luck. Yes, yeah, um, that, he was a bad dude, man. Because and and I mean the big thing about it is is like you know, like again, the one thing that we were talking about was like, would Russell Wilson be Russell Wilson if he wouldn't have had that stacked defense and Marshawn Lynch backing him up? Yeah. Would Patrick Mahomes be Patrick Mahomes if he wasn't in Andy Reid's system? Yeah. Andy Reid does a great job of tailoring his system to fit his quarterback's needs. He did it with Alex Smith. Yeah. He did it with Donovan McNabb. He did it with Michael Vick. Um, you know, a guy that I I want to see win. I need to see I need to see winning for me to believe that it's it's that guy. And I and I told you this plenty of times because I always tell you, don't come to me talking that noise because right. you know I agree with you. Yeah is I really do see Justin Herbert being one of those guys that could have gone anywhere, yep. and he's just that gifted yep. to be that way. Yep. The big difference is is that, um, and same with Joe Burrow. I, I believe Joe Burrow yes. would have done the same thing. Yep. Um, I, I think the big difference is, is that, with that being said, I'm not taking Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert over Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Because you have the situations like with Tom Brady – Everybody's going to take Tom Brady if they have the option to take Tom Brady. Yep. And because once you're in a system long enough to develop your skills to where your weaknesses are gone and you do become that great player, then it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant because you can then go anywhere and win. Yeah. Um, you know, for a long time, we always said that Brady was a system quarterback because look at what he does with Belichick. Look yep. at what he does with Belichick. Well, it's true because look at how horrible they were in that first half of the season that he was down there in Tampa Bay. Yeah. And then, oh, greatness finds a way. Yeah. Um, but to get a guy fresh out of college that is going to come into the league day one and dominate. It's very, very hard. It's very rare. Yeah. Peyton Manning's first year, terrible. Okay. Andrew Luck's first year, eh. But they became these guys that were just amazing i think Andrew i think Luck, tre- i think trevor lawrence also has that ability to do that yeah and i think that we are just in such a not even just the nfl but a society of we need results now we yeah. want we want i want to be a billionaire but i want to be a billionaire tomorrow right um and if you I talked if you talk to the two of us you know that <laughs> that's what we want too but <laughs> we're not fucking holding our breath waiting because we know it's going to be a while and, and, and that's just it too. I mean, I, I feel like that's exactly you know uh, correct. I mean, I think you, you look at a lot of these teams that have been you've been developing for some time. You know, I think I think within the next decade, all the shit teams that we've seen like the Jets, Jags, um, you know, the the Lions. I think eventually they're going to be you know some of the top teams. I think it's just going to take a while. I know, you know, it starts with the front office before anything. You know, I feel like you can have all the talent in the world, but if your front office is horrible, I think. That's where your team is trash, you know. Like, I mean, look at yeah. Look, some look at some of the teams that we're like, man, how'd they not make it the playoffs this year? You yeah, know, or Brown, last year, like the year before, the Browns. Yes, hundred percent. Culture, yeah. culture. Yep. You build a culture. Yep. Um, I think one of the you know one of the things I was talking uh, again, Trevor and I talk quite a bit at work, and we talk quite in depth about a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. We're des. Well, I say we're deskmates, but we're actually we have only three desks in our row, mm-hmm. and it, it's me, Trevor, um, and this girl named Heather. Um, good row, good yep. row to be in. Best row, best row in the the whole building, folks. Um, no, but I mean, like the thing we were talking about, you know, we were talking about culture, um, and you know, I love that we kind of segue everything. Yeah, um, we're getting so much better at that. Yeah. But culture, you know, like um, my Miami Heat play tonight in the in the NBA playoffs. Okay, 
Um, one of the things that uh, I hear a lot from uh, a certain somebody at work, I'm not going to name your name because you don't deserve it right now because you won't stop shitting on my heat, but he's a Lakers fan. Oh, you can't, they didn't even make the playoffs. You can't, you can't just, you can't create a culture by putting together a bunch of people who don't have that mentality. Yeah. But the Miami Heat are a team of, they're, first off, they have the most undrafted players on their roster playing right oh. now, currently. Yeah. They had one of the one of the biggest injury bugs out of the entire season, out of the whole league, and they were still able to be Find number one in the East. Yeah. Um, and it's been great because guess what? For the closing game in, in round one, our two biggest, our well, two of our three biggest stars, Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry, were both sitting out, yeah. and it was an elimina- it was an elimination game for us to take the the fourth win, mm. move on to the next round. Victor Oladipo came off the bench, started, and went off, and guess what? We closed out the game. So it it just goes to show that it, you build a culture. Now, like back to the Browns. The Browns are stacked. They're yes. oh man, they're so great. They're, they're one so of the great. best offensive teams in the league. But look at the culture in which the Browns organization is built. Yeah, it's a culture of high expectations, yep. zero results. Yep. Um, yep, it's the same thing. Like almost kind of what Cowboys fans have turned into. You know, like I, I hate saying that because I hate seeing like I like some of the Cowboys players, but like you have, da- da- you have a you have a diva and a running back yep. who could have been great, but where. Where's he at? Yeah. He fell off. Yeah. You know, like if, if you want to sit there and try and tell me that that Zeke is on the same level as Derrick Henry or uh, hell, even a guy like Christian McCaffrey who's hurt because he's fucking all the team has. Yeah. Yep. He's I don't only... believe it. I don't believe it at all. Yeah. Because no, I think I think that hits hits it right on the head too. Is like you know I feel like personally I don't think. Yeah, you know, a lot of these teams have the high, you know high expectations, but like like you said, you know they they're getting no results. I think with the Cowboys, my biggest issues with them is not only their fans. I, I absolutely hate Cowboys fans um, because they always think every year they're going to the damn Super Bowl, whether they haven't been in the playoffs in the last ten years or not. You know, that's the kind of you know culture they they have. But which is nothing wrong with that. You know, high hopes. But the the, the thing is, is like you said, you, they have all the power of the team. You know, all the the talent in the team. And they just they don't I don't know, man. They don't they don't know how to execute. And, and you see teams like the Chiefs that that have always executed in some way, you know, whether they've had the off years or not, they've still they've always had the talent, but the the culture around that has, has been so strong. Yeah. You know? Um look at look at look at somebody like the Dodgers. Their culture is so strong out there. That's why they're always in the playoffs. Like, you know, look at look, Houston, whether they cheated or not, I'm sure they did cheat or they got caught cheating, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's just their 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 fan base and their you know, their their front office, they know how to pick these players regardless, you know, if they make it to the playoffs or not. They know how to build foundations for teams to for them to grow within a couple years you know it's like i i just i don't i don't understand where a lot of these uh these teams are going man but i i I just i don't know man i think inevitably you know we'll start seeing a lot of these these shit teams these low bottom teams you know start making the playoffs uh, a lot more once they start figuring out and i i'm telling you man the jaguars and the jets in the next i would say three to five years they're going to be a team to 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 be, you know, reckoned with, I think, with all these young guys, you know, all these picks. I mean, first-round picks. They've had first-round picks every year for five years, haven't they? <laughs> it's like oh, yeah, a bunch top, of them. Yeah, top first-round picks. Um, so I think it, it's eventually that shit's got to pay off. Yeah. You know, so. Well, and I think, again, it's what kind of culture do you create? You get rid of Urban Meyer down in Jacksonville because. That was the worst thing they could have done. He's, well, I mean, he was a shit coach. Bro, they, he didn't even know who Aaron Donald was. Yeah, like he. <laughs> it's like, how do you The not guy's know? an idiot. Um, kind of like this guy moaning in the background. I'm sure you guys could hear it. It's fucking raining. Like, they, my daughter's soccer practice got canceled today because it's fucking raining. And you got some dipshit out here like, let me weed eat and mow the grass. Like, it's fucking... <laughs> this is what you would hear if you stepped into the grass. Like, <laughs> That's also what you you hear whenever your mom just leaves my house. <laughs> Boom! What's up? Um... No, I, and you know, like I, I think the big uh, thing about it is too is that like when you're talking about like mentality um, and culture, uh, I, I saw something as I was getting ready to like, come over here. 
um, it was a guy who uh, he posted um, a TikTok and he was like it was about like some hate comments that he had gotten in his stream when he was streaming on Twitch and it was like hey man you only got five viewers why don't you just give it up loser like you're you're so terrible why would you even why you know nobody obviously wants to watch you and it's like you know what like I think one thing that we've always talked about is that you know if you're looking at numbers if you're looking at likes if you're looking at views um, followers then yeah you're that's when you're gonna hate making content Um, I mean look at us our some of our biggest (laughs) some of our biggest support doesn't even come from the United States. Yeah. It comes from overseas. Yeah, overseas. People don't even know it. Shout out to you guys, man. Thank you so much for tuning in every week. Um, you know, Germany doing us doing us right right now, honestly. I, you haven't looked at the analytics in a while. I haven't. Uh, but I do know that Germany, we are uh, Canada. Big. We are big in Germany. Um, and it, it, it's crazy because why would we stop when we enjoy doing it? Like, even if nobody listened, yep, we'd still be doing these podcasts. Yep. It's kind of like my YouTube videos, man. I mean, I'm pulling like 30, 40 views a video, which is ho- like terrible in most people's eyes. But it's like one of those things that I, I just love doing it. It's like whether I get a, a one view or zero views or a million views, I'm still going to produce the content because it's like it's just you just have fun doing it. You yeah. Know? No, it, and it's it's one of those things of, um, you know, it, it sounds really cheesy to say, but like do it like some idiot named lance 210 if you don't know who that is he makes shitty fucking prank videos yeah he's fucking terrible but uh one of the things that i always got a laugh out of was he's it (laughs) cody co actually made fun of him for saying it it was do what you love and the money will come yeah and it's like okay no not necessarily let's take out the back half of that but like just do what you love do what you enjoy and um Part of like what Cody did as like a a respond was like uh, I could draw dicks all day every day and no money's coming of that. The only thing that's coming of that is probably those dicks. Um, but no, it's I don't know. It, it that was one of those things that I saw like really kind of like pissed me off because it's like if you're not willing to support like people around you who are chasing the dream. Um, and you're fucking afraid to even like, I don't know, get on a zoom call and make a presentation for your fucking job where you're getting paid to do it. Or you're afraid of like fucking getting up in front of a group of people and singing some karaoke or some stupid shit like that. Like who's the one really like not enjoying life? Because I can tell you right now, some of the most fun that, Primes and I have is when we're together filming and most of the stuff you don't even see. We don't even use like 80% of the footage that we record or because get- it's garbage right. or yeah, we'd get canceled. Um, <laughs> but it's, you know, like when we were FaceTiming earlier, that that's prime stuff of yeah. like people would be laughing about two idiots on FaceTime yeah. messing with the fucking face filters yeah. and just being stupid. You know, so it, I don't know. I, I, sorry, I went on a roll there for a minute. No, and but. there's nothing wrong with that. No, and and, and it, it kind of segues into you know. I feel like the last part of this the segment of this of, of this uh, podcast is like you know chase things that you you genuinely love doing. I, I tell my friends all the time, and, and Zach, if you're listening to this, thank you, man. And you know, I say uh, like I always tell my buddy Zach all the time. It's like you know, you, you if you do it like Evan just said, you do it for the money, you're never going to succeed. It's like you got to do something that you genuinely love. You know that you could put in the countless hours. I mean, like I said, I, obviously you guys know that I do videography and photography full time. It's like I couldn't tell you how many hours a week I work. I mean, if you think about it, it's like twenty four seven. But like at the end of the day, it's like I, I do it because I genuinely love it. Yes, the money comes in. You know, there's times where I don't make money, but for the most part, I think you know if you if you continue to chase something that you genuinely love, like the odds are with you. They're not going to be against you. You know, look at all these people that have been very successful that you've seen live in their car, live in, you know, uh, uh, boxes underneath the bridge, but have continued to chase their goals. I mean, you, you look at it like that, man. And, and they, you know, they're they're in Hollywood now being actors or big famous baseball players. It's like the odds are going to be with you more than if you're just chasing money, you know. Um, 
So, well, and I think that's the other thing too, is that like, you know, I was telling people, um, at, at my job, cause you know, like, again, I don't do this full time. Um, that's what we're shooting for. That's what we're trying to grow for. Um, so we can do this full time. So one day, we one can day. enjoy, uh, traveling and, and making content and helping people create memories and capture memories so that they can enjoy them later on. Um, you know, I think one of the, one of the, the things that, People don't see um, that I think I, I was talking about like, you know, people are like, well, why do you charge this much for this? Or what, you know, what, what do you do with it? It's like, you know, the easiest part is pointing my camera yeah. and clicking, yeah. taking the photo. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not easy making your dumb ass with your <laughs> half closed eyes and, you know, broccoli in your teeth ass, yeah. goofy looking motherfucker look good in a photo that you want to post, yep. you know? Yep. Um, and there is, there is high expectations when you're, you know, paying for something that we do and we hold ourselves to even a higher standard. Yeah. Um, you know, I think one of the things that, you know, really kind of throws people off is that, you know, like I've gotten comments before on like photos, like from, when I was first doing some photo shoots of like, Hey man, you need to go take a photography class. Like, right. and it's like, I wanted to respond like, bitch, just cause you buy a camera doesn't make you a photographer. Right. Like what, what have you done to try and like, I don't need a fucking teacher to be like, right. let's talk about filters now. Yeah. Like why I could sit there, go out and, I can ask people who I know will give me an honest opinion yep. on whether or not my photos are good or not. And I'd say right now, Primes and I are very honest with each other. Yep. When we do an edit, we we shoot a shot, it is there's blatant honesty. And, and, and you it, have to have and, that. And it's not hurtful either. No, you have to have you have to have, you know, uh like criticism in a positive direction. Obviously, if you're being a piece of shit, then you're a piece of shit. But like you know, it, it, you have to have that criticism to grow, and, and and I think a lot of people in this day and age don't they don't accept that. They don't think you know that uh, like you have to have that in order to grow. You have to have people like closest to you telling you, you know, things that you need to work on, or even if it hurts your feelings at times, you know. But if they're saying it in a positive way and not being a dick, you know, those are two different things. But like if they're saying it and they they really do believe in you and they're telling you to change certain things. Um, you know, to listen to what they say, because they, sometimes they have your best interests, especially the closest people to you. Um, but you know, I mean, you can obviously tell who's, who's being a hater or whatnot, but you know, people got to be able to accept that and grow. I mean, you're never going to get better. You're never going to, you know, change out of bad habits or, you know, continue to grow by just doing the same thing. And, and it, that's what insanity is. You, 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 you expect the same thing. Um, and you, you expect just, a different yeah, result, different result, doing the same thing, doing the same you know, thing. and I, and I'm a firm believer in that, man. You know, if I didn't have a lot of the closest people to me telling me, give me the criticism that I need, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. I wouldn't be doing this full time. And, you know, I think a lot of you guys out there just need to really, um, you know, believe in yourself and, and focus on, you know, what you guys genuinely love and, and really chase it, man. Cause we got one life and you know, this isn't kind of one of those sob stories or sob, you know, moments of, you know, being cliche, but man, chase your dreams. You know, life is way too short, um, you know, to, to punch in a clock every day. If you, if you love punching a clock, great, you know, but I, I think we live in a generation where everybody is, we have the internet, man. Anybody can create some kind of side hustle or a full-time business on social media and, and just build a presence. I mean, me and Madison went to Denny's this morning um, and some people that we've seen on TikTok were on the front cover of Did, uh, Denny's now. So it's like anything is possible, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's just take advantage of the internet, man. And it's free. That's all I got to say, you know? So no, it, for, for real. And you know, like, uh, again, another thing I was talking about is like, you have to respect the hustle. Um, I can respect people going out and doing their own thing to make money. Yep. Um, you know, I know like a lot of people like give flack to like, People on OnlyFans, which can we can we like cut the stigma of yeah. OnlyFans? Like, yeah. it's not only a site for people to like for for women to sell nudes. Like, there are there are like musicians on there and artists on there as well. Um, it's just the site has been dominated with yeah. you know girls selling nudes and and yeah. sexual content. Yeah, it's got a bad rap, just um, like just like a lot of things. But uh, you know, 
to that point is what I'm saying is, is that what exactly, first off, can I talk about like how vulnerable you make yourself when you put yourself in front of the camera? Yeah. Um, you know, like if you guys go to my YouTube channel and watch the last video, like you'll notice that like I started off in a t-shirt and I put a hoodie on. Yeah. Um, that's cause I didn't like the way I was looking. I didn't like the way my body looked that day. Um, you know, it, you know, I got some extra pounds for some loving and, you know, and then I thought, man, why are you sitting there stuffing your face with the best grub in town? <laughs> All right. Um, Panda Express. Um, if you guys don't know what that is, uh, go check out Trevor Wallace. Um, and it's the guy who, uh, who graduated that never left his hometown. Uh, probably one of the funniest creators I've ever watched. But Trevor, uh, yes, that never left. Yeah, I know you're talking about. He's hilarious, but, uh, dude. When he says it, he's pointing at a subway. He's like, no lie, best grub in town. And it's a fucking subway. Uh, but no, I mean, you, you know, you you got to take the chance of... There are people that are going to hate you regardless. Yep. And I can tell you right now, like, growing up, I've had people fucking say some shit to me. Like... And the best part about it is, is that like I learned a long time ago never to let it get to me. Yep. Like I've had people like look me dead in the face and be like, "You're a fucking pussy." Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, it, it. Whatever, man. It doesn't affect. Like, it doesn't affect. Yeah. It, but like, if, if it doesn't, if it doesn't change your bank account, who cares? You know. Yeah. Like, and again, like back to like again, like back to like respecting the hustle. Yeah. I, there's a Twitch streamer that I know. She started out on TikTok. Moved over to Switch or Switch. Switch. She moved over to Switch. <laughs> she moved over to Twitch, and then she started an OnlyFans, and now she just recently bought a house. Yeah. And she's like, "Yeah, I did this all for you know, shaking my ass on OnlyFans, yeah. streaming video games on Twitch, and making stupid videos on TikTok." Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude. That's why what... are you going to work? Yeah. <laughs> like. What are you doing? Listen, the, the reason why I started my business, one, is because I absolutely love what I do. But two, it's it's once I realized that people spend money on stupid shit like that, you know, like OnlyFans accounts and, you know, people spend luxurious money on, on Rolexes and stuff. There's money out there to be made. You just got to make it, you know, you got to you got to claim it and, and just manifest it. And, and I really do believe in manifestation. You know, I feel like, you know, if you dream something up and you and you say it out loud, whether it's on social media to kind of hold yourself accountable, you write it down, you, you make a post about it or whatever. It, it doesn't matter as long as you're manifesting whatever, you know, I feel like you can you literally can you can get there, um, you know, and I, I just I believe what you put out or put in is what you get out of it, you know, and if you're you're, you're half assing it, you're never going to make it in certain things, you know, uh, of course, you have those few lucky people that put a post out there and make goes viral well okay so the, the one the one percent so you know here's here's a crazy thought here's a crazy thought people want to hate on a guy like jeff bezos yeah dude started in his garage yeah people want to hate on you know donald trump it's not what you're given yeah it's what you do with it yeah now think about this this is a crazy thought trevor you're gonna enjoy this because we just got done talking about this <laughs> last night okay um talk about chris jenner okay mm. the kardashian matriarch yep. Yep. okay she made an, a fucking empire for her daughters yep. because everybody watched Kim get fucked by a shitty fucking musician yep. on a video. Yep. And she turned it into a and trillion look dollar at where empire. they're at now. Yep. Yep. Like, sh- holy shit. Yep. See, and that's what people you know hate about Donald Trump as well is they're like, well, he was given you know millions of dollars. He turned millions into billions. Yeah. People don't understand. Like, look, and this is not to be a political thing, but look at what happened to the stimulus checks. You know, like when everybody got their stimulus, like there was people that saved it and invested it like I did, which, you know, not right or wrong, but I'm saying like I invested all my money and, you know, obviously have more assets, but like people went and bought TVs, which there's nothing wrong with that. But like, if that's what, if that's what you are, if that's what you want to do, yeah, fine, do it, but But don't don't hate, don't hate somebody else because they did something smart. Exactly. Exactly. And, And that's, that's why they say the rich get richer and the poor stay poor. Yeah. You know, you you give everybody a million dollars tomorrow, everyone on this planet, the rich are going to be rich and the poor are going to be poor. Yeah, yeah. because it's it isn't necessarily, um, in my opinion, it's not we, we live in a country where you can achieve yeah. anything you want. To we live achieve. in the greatest country, regardless of politics or not. We live in the greatest country in the world. Whoa. Man. Easy. 
Have you ever been to Ethiopia? No. Okay, I'm just kidding. No, I mean it, but it is true though, yeah. because it the again, possibilities here are endless. Like I say, it has nothing to do with what you were given. Yeah. It's what you do with what you have. Yeah. And I can tell you right now, you look at a guy like The Rock who had fucking chump change in his pocket. Yeah. $7. Who came from a family of, oh, he came from a legacy of wrestlers. Well, you realize that wrestlers back then when his dad was wrestling and his grandfather was wrestling and his uncles and his cousins were all wrestling. Yeah. They weren't making shit. Yeah. Was it like 300 bucks a week or something back in the day? Yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin, one of the most popular wrestlers of all time. Probably the most popular. Talks about... Um, probably second to Jeff Hardy. Yeah. <laughs> ah, yes, sir. Uh, he talks about yeah. I used to buy a sack of potatoes, and that's what I would eat. Yep. I would eat a potato a day. And he was like, and if I could, if I had a little extra money, I'd buy like a can of meat. Yeah. And I would just that's all I would eat. Yeah. On the road, till he made it, and now he's got one of the coolest fucking like podcasts. He's yeah. got. He's he's a fucking legend. Yeah. Giving Vince McMahon one of the shit. Well, Vince McMahon did the shittiest fucking Stone Cold Stunner. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I think that's yeah. That was just that's where we're sitting at, folks. Um, we're we're gonna wrap this up. We're we're getting to our our time limit. So, so limit. And, and I want you guys limit. to understand one thing too. Limit is uh, so going into the next podcast. I have something very interesting for you, Evan. I think this is gonna kind of blow your mind and and really kind to change your mind about. Everything that we once knew. Uh, shout out to, to Joe Rogan for for basically giving me the opportunity, not opportunity, but like giving me the mindset to question everything, you know, and always have new, like don't be set on one thing is what I'm saying. So next Shit, week- he started smoking weed, folks. <laughs> no, so listen, so this is going to, I'm going to leave you guys with a cliffhanger and I'm going to be honest with you, man. I think we live in a flat world. Oh my God. I'm, listen, I'm going to. Uh, this is yeah, next- and Jake Paul's the greatest boxer listen, to ever listen, live. Listen, listen, listen. This this all goes to you know I got my reasons for it, Evan. I'm gonna I'm, we're gonna talk a little bit behind the scenes and uh, kind of <laughs> go into a little bit of depth, and that way we can pre plan for next week's. But I want to let you guys know. Listen, I always believe that we live in a uh, you know a circle world, but I'm gonna tell you right now that I think that that is not the case anymore. But I got I got real real evidence, so I'm gonna leave you guys there on that. I love you guys. Thank you guys so much for uh, listening and tuning in this week. Trevor, listen, man, you got to get on this podcast. And Evan, I'm about to blow your mind next week. No, you were not. <laughs> no, you were not. Folks, I can't, even, I can't even do a good outro now because it's this motherfucker here. Uh, anyway, no, that's, that was Primes. I'm Evan Money. We appreciate everything that you guys give us. Uh, cause we know it's not only your support, it's your time, it's your love, it's the effort you put into pulling up an app or entering our names into a computer and turning us on, um, giggity. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, uh, for primes, I'm having money for Oliver. Who's passed out on the couch right behind me. Um, we love you guys. And remember if it itches, don't scratch it. If it smells, don't sniff it. But either way, you need to stick with it. Maybe you should call her or call him, however you feel about it. We love you. Peace. Peace.